It's Friday, April 3rd. Welcome to episode 23 of Insert Content Here. Insert Content Here. Words intentionally unclear. Insert Content Here. Welcome to a fresh new season of Insert Content Here. I'm Jeff Eaton, digital strategist at Lullabot. Every few weeks, I talk to interesting people in the world of content strategy, digital media, and uh, publishing about their work, industry trends, horror stories, cool case studies, fun stuff like that. And this episode, we're joined by Hawk Thompson. Um, for years, he was a senior stra- senior content strategist at Razorfish, where he worked with clients like Southwest Airlines and Samsung and all kinds of cool stuff like that. Today, he's the uh, CS director for T3 and Austin, Texas agency that uh, Forrester Research named one of the 10 most significant innovative agencies. You're in a quadrant, Hawk. Congratulations. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a quadrant, Jeff. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we were thrilled to be uh, uh, selected uh, to be part of the Forrester Innovation Wave last year. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's part of a really exciting uh, year that we had last year and part of a, a, a growth trend for us that, uh, that we hope to see continue um, well into the future. So. Well, congratulations. Thank you, um, Thank you sir. So you're the content strategy director at T3. Um, you know, before we go too much further, what, what is that? What, what kind of work falls under that umbrella? <laughs> You'd be surprised how many times I get that question asked in exactly that way. <laughs> what is that? Um, you know, it, it's basically my job to uh, to introduce uh, content strategy as a discipline and as a practice across the agency. So um, for all of our clients, and we have, uh, you know, a, a large handful of different clients from uh, from UPS to Seven uh, Eleven um, to Allstate, uh, and and also smaller, uh, a handful of smaller, more regional clients. Um, what we're doing is um, introducing them to the restorative powers of uh, content strategy, and uh, a lot of the time that uh, starts with a, a definition of uh, what the discipline is and what it means to us showing them how uh, content strategy uh, works with our other internal teams across the lifespan of a project uh, to make sure that content is optimized across devices and across the digital ecosystem. So it's, um, you know, it's a big mouthful, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, as you know, you know, content strategy is by nature a very uh, complex beast and uh, doesn't lend itself to elevator pitches very well. So, um, you know, I've been working on refining ours and making sure that uh, that the discipline is very approachable. Content strategy is infographics, right? Lots of infographics? <laughs> yeah. Keeping it real, really high level. Um, yeah. Lots of pictures, uh, <laughs> not a lot of words. And uh, no, it's... it's um, it's about striking a balance for us because I have a, a really healthy respect for uh, an appreciation of content strategy as an area of specialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have found um, in my approach of bringing content strategy into the agency, 
that um, it helps to start from more of a generalist's point of view and, um, and really kind of um, speak to content strategy in terms uh, that other people understand rather than overwhelming them with uh, the nitty gritty about how uh, content matrices, uh, you know, align to uh, sitemaps and wireframes and uh, prototypes and such. Uh, really just kind of starting with how, how we define content within the agency and making it, making it clear that we look at it uh, far beyond uh, um, just editorial, um, you know, content text on a page that we're looking at video, we're looking at images, we're looking at um, audio, all different types of content uh, that a client might be creating and really um, understanding how these, uh, how this content needs to be presented, uh, you know, within a website, uh, how it needs to be presented across a digital ecosystem and making sure that there is a game plan for not only creating that content, but uh, um, managing it and continually optimizing it uh, throughout its lifespan. So. Um, I started to get a, l a little jargony there at the end, but, um, <laughs> but really, um, it, it's funny that you mentioned infographics because, um, we, what we've been doing, what I've been doing as I build out the team is, uh, kind of building a foundation of, um, of creative content strategists. So, uh, hiring content strategists who have a background, uh, uh, in, um, uh, creative, you know, be it a, a copywriting background or what have you, um, so that they are really focused as much on uh, the value of storytelling and the value of, uh, of, of creating narratives as they are around the, uh, the more nitty-gritty aspects of content strategy, of, you know, creating and maintaining spreadsheets uh, full of very detailed information. It's not all just Excel files. <laughs> it's not. It's not, and uh, I think that um, when I first started, I think uh, when I, we posted a content strategist um, uh, rec when we hired our first content strategist that said, um, Excel jockeys uh, need not apply, I might have taken it a little too far there um, because those skills are obviously hugely important for, for content strategists. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to get lost in uh, in the world of spreadsheets, I think, as a content strategist. And um, when you're building out a, lar uh, a large team, but starting small, mm -hmm. as we are, our, our, our team right now is uh, three content strategists, including myself. Okay, yeah, I was actually going to ask about that, because I know yeah. we talked. I think close to about a year ago um, in Austin, I think around the time of DrupalCon. And, mm -hmm. you know, that I think that was when things were just starting to ramp up, building the practice there. And it's right. cool to see that, you know, things are growing and, and expanding. Yeah, it, it feels great. And uh, we definitely have the right kind of foundi foundational team in place right now. Um, but it's, so it's kind of phase one is almost complete for us right now. And so, my goal uh, from the beginning was to build out a kind of a team of, of content strategy generalists uh, and then be able, once we have full coverage uh, or close to full coverage across the agency clients, uh, then start to invest more in bringing uh, specialists on board uh, so that we can begin to uh, uh, add 
deeper, more ongoing value uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of um, and strengthen our engagements by providing a much more kind of granular uh, level of, um, of content strategy for those clients. But it's a, it's a process. Yeah, we, we've actually found very similar stuff at Lullabot. You know, it's the, the dream is, you know, oh, we got to build like a team of, you know, five people with, you know, deep expertise and doing, you know, all kinds of incredible content auditing and, you know, building, you know, governance processes and stuff like that. But it's like, but I think a, a lot of, because I think because so much of the very early work in defining process and, um, and practice around content strategy came out of really, really large agencies, um, like, you know, I think uh, Sapient and Razorfish were, you know, two of the ones that, you know, I think yeah. even like in the 90s, you know, were some of the ones that were first talking about that. Mm-hmm. There's paths that people can look to for how to do this. You know, they can be kind of daunting for very small teams who feel like, well, we can't justify, you know, six, you know, hyper experts in, you know, various disciplines until you get to a really, really large scale. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And I, I you know, as somebody who worked uh, at Razorfish uh, for, you know, four years almost, um, I really did get to enjoy the benefits of, of having that uh, firepower from, from a UX standpoint, from a content strategy standpoint. We had functional analysts, dedicated functional analysts, which is so dreamy. I can't even begin to tell you who are you know, building out features and functionality matrices for when we're working on you know, a responsive uh, site build and, uh, and a native uh, you know, uh, app to go with it, uh, there's nothing better than having a functional analyst to really just kind of help you connect those dots um, and, and help you build out beautiful roadmaps for here's how we get from MVP to like the app that we're all dreaming of building uh, a year down the line. I mean, that is definitely a huge benefit of working for uh, one of the behemoths. Uh, one of the things that I like about working at a, at a smaller agency, and T3 is, uh, you know, no slouch for sure. Uh, we have, I want to say, 170-ish uh, employees right now across Austin, New York, and San Francisco. Um, but, you know, one of the great things about that size, beyond just being able to kind of uh, learn the names and faces of everybody that you're working with, is that uh, people bring much more of a, 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 a jack-of-many-trades kind of approach to the table where we're all working very deeply uh, and very fluidly together. Uh, and we all have multiple um, uh, tools, uh, you know, under our belt and um, really complement each other well. Um, but it's funny because you run into this issues around content strategy at, at every level. So, you know, when I was at Razorfish, um, uh, your friend and mine, uh, Rachel Lovinger, uh, worked with me to help kind of re-institute, re-establish a dedicated content strategy path uh, within the agency because Razorfish used to have it years ago and then they dissolved it into um, user experience. We, Rachel and I, uh, worked with um, leads across the country, content strategy leads, to, uh, you know, kind of reinstitute that dedicated path because we saw a need for it and, and a lot of people were asking for it across the agency. 
we had a content strategy summit in New York City. All the leads got together. It was fantastic. Um, Christina Halverson joined us for a, a half-day workshop, and she began her workshop by saying, okay, I'm going to walk you through a brief deck about, uh, you know, content strategy struggles within an organization of this size. And, uh, you know, she puts up the, uh, the presentation, and it was put together by Karen McGrain. And uh, we're like, all right, we're in for a treat. And she walks through all of the pain points that we're still dealing with today uh, in great detail and really articulates a, a, you know, a fantastic kind of high-level approach to how to you know, overcome these obstacles and you know, really integrate content strategy as part of a, a, a cross-disciplinary team. And uh, so we get to the end of the presentation and um, Christina says, okay, that deck was put together by Karen McGrain nine years ago. And now we're all getting together to address these same issues <laughs> today in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things where, you know, I think she was like, and I don't, I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from, uh, you know, tackling this task. It's an admirable one. Uh, um, Christina was basically said, you know, what I would challenge everybody um, to think about is how are, how are you dealing with this issue today in your respective lead roles? Are you, are you being proactive about it? Are you, um, are, are you reacting to the position that other teams uh, or leads might pigeonhole you uh, into rather than working proactively with them to define your role and, 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 you know, kind of forge new paths. So it was really kind of a call to arms to say, you know, we're, we might be falling on the same, uh, you know, on the, the same, into the same, uh, routines, into the same patterns of dealing with this challenge ineffectively. So let's approach it from a different angle. And, um, it was a really great way to start that work session. You know, it was just kind of got us all thinking about breaking out of potential ruts that we might be in, and and thinking about other ways to uh, to sell in content strategy to our peers. You know, so it, now you know, moving from that kind of context to you know a much smaller team, reasonably sized but still you know smaller agency. What different kinds of challenges, you know, do you, do you feel like you and your team grapple with? Well, I think that um, some of the biggest challenges are those that are related to um, to muscle memory. I think that you know, T three is almost is twenty five years old. It, it offers integrated services and is very much digital first and increasingly mobile first with uh, an emphasis on, on social engagement. So it's made, um, it's evolved uh, uh, into a digital powerhouse over the years. Um, but it, it also has, um, you know, it has a staff that is a, a really tremendous mix of fresh faces. I think we've hired between 30 and 40% of the current agency over the course of the past year because our growth has been pretty phenomenal. But we also have a lot of, um, you know, legacy talent who, who may have been working here for five years or 10 years. Uh, sometimes uh, I think we have a few folks who've been here for almost 20 years. So, mm -hmm. 
So I think that uh, the challenge, and I would imagine it's a challenge with any agency that's uh, got a similar uh, sort of history, is that um, you come in as a content strategist. Um, people may or may not have heard of your discipline before. Uh, they may have a particular interpretation of what the discipline is and what it means and how to work with, uh, you know, its practitioners. Um, uh, and they may, they may also have a good thing going uh, that has in their minds nothing to do with content strategy whatsoever. And it's almost like why mess with uh, a winning formula when, um, you know, if you have an account that's been growing fast, growing steadily, and you might have uh, some people who, who create content strategy POVs here and there, but you don't have a, a dedicated resource on the team. And uh, you don't feel like, um, you know, you need to sell it into your client because that box is checked in your mind already. So I think, you know, it's a very understandable um, challenge uh, to face, I think, when you're trying to grow out a new discipline. Um, one of the things I don't think I mentioned earlier, but, you know, before I came on board last year, uh, T3 was um, engaging in uh, content strategy and had... Um, you know, various people on the UX team and on the social team and on the creative team who had uh, been tackling uh, content strategy needs. So um, one of the first things that I did when I came on board at the agency was uh, conduct stakeholder interviews uh, with these people to kind of try to get a sense of how they were approaching content strategy uh, so that we could incorporate their best practices uh, into the way that, uh, that I and the rest of the dedicated team were defining content strategy. What was enlightening about that was um, when I came on board, I was told that there were three, maybe four people who were tackling content strategy before I got here. After the stakeholder interviews were complete, it was clear that there were over a dozen people who had been uh, <laughs> Tackle. Who in some capacity were tackling that in the projects. Yeah, across across multiple disciplines. So it's about kind of corralling that a little bit and taking the best of what was happening there and making sure that it became um, a part of the way that we approach content strategy now. So yeah, and like we, we found very similar, you know, trends, you know, both with Lullabot and with other companies that we've worked with what I've leaned on is that if you're making projects that work, you are probably doing content strategy in some capacity. You know, you, you are doing some of that work and the challenge is making that something that's more deliberately integrated and then trying to, you know, build up those, um, not necessarily specializations, but, you know, getting more members of the team, um, aware of the work that's going on in the rest of the team and starting to make it more of a consistent practice across the whole company. Exactly. And, and it's a real challenge because you do want to be able to kind of institute what you feel like are, are, and believe strongly in what you've seen in the past works in terms of best uh, practices. But, um, but you're right. You know, if, if these projects have been going on before, you got involved or your team got involved and uh, they're resulting in uh, success, there's a reason for that and uh, you don't want to turn a blind eye to that and you also want to be able to kind of build a coalition around 
uh, around the discipline and supporting the discipline and not just coming in and saying, you know, the way that you've been doing it uh, is wrong and we're going to do it a different way now. I, I was attracted to T3 and I, I have been, you know, following them closely for many years because um, I've always been drawn to the caliber of work that they uh, that they produce and uh, and I and have wanted to be a part of that. And so what excites me the most still and what excited me enough to take the job in the first place was uh, just helping helping kind of evolve that. And, you know, it's just it's about taking what is working really well and seeing if there are ways to make it work even better. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Earlier you mentioned that, um, you know, you're you've been emphasizing, you know, finding you know, people from a creative background, people who, you know, either have, you know, a copywriting, a creative, you know, who have a, I guess, a, a taste for building a narrative, you know, that, that works with a client. And it's interesting because there's so many people in the content strategy world, especially, I guess, yeah. um, you know, high visibility people who've been around for quite a while that come from that kind of a background. Um, is there a sense that there's an increasing number of people coming into the field of content strategy who are more up to speed on a lot of the tactical aspects of it, but um, are coming in as people who want to be content strategists rather than people who sort of drifted into it? Well, I think that, you know, that's a great question, actually. I, I, I feel like, um, yes, like I think content strategy has become mainstream enough where uh, increasingly more people uh, understand what's involved in it and uh you know the creative content strategist that i referred to in the past i think um it i think it's just the level of fidelity to which you know that they bring to uh the practice of content strategy and i think that uh from from what i've seen and what i'm uh, I, uh what i kind of anticipated uh in in taking this approach was that uh there might be um, slightly less familiarity with, um, you know, uh, for example, content modeling uh, for the type of candidate that, uh, that I've been looking for to build out the kind of foundation of the team. Uh, I think that those areas of specialization, um, I think that those can be taught, the, those practices can be taught to um, content strategists who might happen to be general, generalists, but who uh, think about content in, in, in the right way, you know, who, who understand at a very high level that, that content can and should be pulled apart into elements and components. And we need to think about how we're going to be um, putting those together in any given context or, uh, on, you know, through any given channel. Yeah, un understanding the big picture and then moving into modeling as a reflection of what you need for Yeah, I, and that's well said. And and I think that kind of brings me to my phase, you know, phase two of building out the team. I do think it's essential to invest in that level of specialization, you know, but I think that it's 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 important to be able to have that that broad view generalist who can, you know, kind of code switch from uh, area of focus to area of focus and uh, and be able to wrap their mind around it 
not to say that specialists can't, but I think that when I when I'm talking about a specialist, I'm just talking about somebody who you can kind of unleash on a very specific uh, type of, of of challenge, and they just kind of and, and they have at it, you know. And so th that's probably the least technical possible definition I could give of specialist, but but I think you know what I mean. I, I've always felt like the, the, an effective way, a really effective way to build out a team is to, you know, to have those uh, generalists who are identifying needs uh, at the outset and then ultimately are able to hand over those specific challenges to um, uh, specialists who can then kind of uh, work their magic on those, on those challenges. Yeah, no, I think that that definitely meshes with what we've seen. I think um, an analogy that, you know, that I've worked with is that, you know, a lot of development oriented agencies and shops, you know, there's this magic tipping point where they start having to get actual system administrators to manage their their in, their own infrastructure, not just clients. But like we now have enough people and enough computers that we need people who just do that. Yeah. Not tons of them, but at least a couple. And it, it feels very similar to that kind of shift. You know, the, the first key is having a team that's capable of covering all the bases. And then you start realizing there's a couple of very specific pockets of expertise that we, use, that we need so often. Yeah. And I am so eager for us to get to that point. It kind of drives me nuts a lot of the time. Yep. Uh, you know, so I've learned, um, you know, in over the course of the past nine months to be uh, patient in my, uh, you know, as I build out my team. But uh, I've found that uh, T3 overall has been really receptive to uh, the introduction of the dedicated content strategy team. And I think that what we've seen is, you know, as, as we're kind of building out our team, it's been really beneficial to have um, the team who was originally tackling, blocking and tackling on content strategy asks before we got here. It's great to still have them in the mix. Um, what we've done is, you know, I call them the, uh, the secret order of content strategists. Um, <laughs> so they're still, you know, they're still <laughs> out there and occasionally, um, you know, tackling content strategy um, asks. Uh, but what they're doing now is implementing uh, the best practices that we've articulated, uh, which are based on their best practices. So it's, it's, I, I think it helps show them that we're not trying to supplant them and that we very much respect what they bring to the table from a content strategy standpoint. Mm -hmm. And even as we continue to grow out that dedicated team, it's not with the goal of uh, uh, of taking that work away from anyone uh, uh, in the, the secret order of content strategists, you know, but it's more about being able to partner with them to help them, uh, you know, um, provide more kind of comprehensive, more holistic solutions and to also be able to free them up if it's a, if it's a, um, a creative director or a UX designer or whoever, to focus more on um, on on wireframing or on um, heuristic evaluations or you know on on those tasks that are really fall like squarely within their wheelhouse because you know you and I know that you know even 
even if you are able to wrap your mind around content strategy in addition to being a, 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 a copywriter, you know, you, you only have so many uh, hours in the week and uh, you have to sacrifice a few from, you know, from writing copy in order to code switch and start thinking about content. Switching hats actually takes time. It does actually take time. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like just in our industry in general is reaching a point where we've gone from from uh, really diversifying our own skill sets and being kind of jacks of all trades to coming back to a place where we recognize the value of having a block of time uh, that you want to be able to protect to hand to you know. To, to handle what is your primary, you know, uh, uh, goal to achieve, you know, whether, it, whether you're a creative um, uh, director or a UX director or a content strategy director, you know, you, um, you could do it all ostensibly, but uh, it may not be the best use of your time. And I think that, I, I think a lot of us are, are starting to realize that and, and approach our work in a slightly different way as a result. So. That's where I'm trying to get us uh, as, as a team and uh, and a discipline. But uh, you know, we're not there yet. We're on our way, though. It's 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 a process. It's, it's baby steps, <laughs> like a, like a what about Bob? The baby steps to the door, or baby steps out the hallway. <sighs> so uh, much for referencing what about Bob? I can't tell you the it, last time anyone has brought that. <laughs> I, I like to work in as many Bill Murray references as I possibly can. But um, so before before we wind up, uh, I, I guess, do you have any like closing advice? Uh, you know, words of encouragement or warning or whatever um, for somebody who's like about to embark on on what you're doing? You know, trying to build up a dedicated practice of some sort inside of an agency that can't just say, okay, let's throw a dozen people at that and go. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's best to really kind of um, choose your battles. And, you know, you may, you may have ambitions ab about where your team should be in, you know, in a year or two after you get started, but um, be patient and uh, allow yourself to focus on a few big wins rather than trying to provide that full coverage right off the bat. I was faced with a situation where I, I had to take on multiple projects when I first came on board as the dedicated content strategy lead, as the only content strategist in the agency, and as the person responsible for building out the discipline really, uh, you know, <laughs> difficult uh, set of circumstances, <clears throat> pretty challenging. But, um, you know, I, I think in hindsight, I keep, I keep looking back to where I was then and thinking about the fact that I was trying to do, I think, maybe too much too soon. When a client came to us and um, they were, they felt like they were in a, react, a very reactive position uh, within their organization. Um, they were, it was a, a social uh, team who just felt like um, like they were, you know, PR and uh, and other groups within the, the organization were always coming to them and saying we need posts and tweets about this and that. 
where they really wanted to start uh, kind of creating original content, investing in content marketing. We talked uh, on uh, amongst our team internally and uh, built a content roadmap for them um, for the upcoming year. It was that kind of full holistic ecosystem view over the course of uh, all four quarters of 2015, uh, brought it back to them and um, along with uh, the three campaign concepts. It was an aha moment for them where all of a sudden they, they were like, oh, this is what, how we should have been thinking about content all along. I appreciate the uh, the time that you've taken in joining us and, and being willing to talk about this stuff. That's my pleasure, Jeff. Um, and for everyone listening, uh, if you're interested in uh, following Hawk and uh, learning more about what he's got to say and what he's up to, he's uh, Hawk T on Twitter. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you again. Yeah, thanks so much for thinking of me, Jeff. It, it's great to talk to you, man. And um, Thanks for listening to Insert Content here. If you'd like to catch up on our archives or keep up on our new episodes, visit us at lullabot.com slash ideas slash podcasts slash insert content here. You can also visit us directly at insertcontenthere.com. Insert Content Here.